This episode is brought to you by Style Sharp Shears. Visit StyleSharpShears.com or follow Trey at StyleSharpShears on Instagram. He'll hook you up. He's the best. You won't be sorry. Tell him Carrie sent you. When you're an artist and you know that you do the best that you possibly can mm-hmm. um, for what you got to work with, I mean, it's just like, an, and you know that you did a good job and you know that that technique was right on and that color was right on and everything was beautiful, but they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to just, you got to like, just overlook that and don't take that home with you and don't take it to heart don't take it personal just let it go because deep down inside you know it was good ken is a hairstylist of 30 plus years he specializes in color as a former educator for l'oreal professional he currently lives and works in palm springs california although he has shared his talent and passion in many states including washington florida and new york welcome ken Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely been a journey of like 32 years, but um, I did um, work with Marsha Ralph, L'Oreal professional um, in the education department on and off for eight years. And um, and I wasn't the head honcho, like, you know, the spokesperson, but I was the um, one of the educators of like the few designers that were there um, actually doing the hair and um, helping, you know, all the other designers answer any questions or anything like that. And, you know, the way that yeah. that whole, yeah, it's great. You know, I actually started um, my career with Vidal Sassoon, believe it or not. That was like my first salon. Oh. And then, yeah. And then I ended up moving into, um, I went to Paul Mitchell, Redkin, and of course with you, we did TG. Um, but, um the salon that I worked at in St. Petersburg was the, um, the Marjorie salon. And it all started when I had one of the educators um, approach me and she asked me, she goes, would you be interested in um, some education? And I'm like, yeah. And so they had this whole entire thing. And, you know, back in the day, we're always, you know, when you're new to the business, you're like starving and you're so hungry, you know, for that knowledge. Right. Basically, we would take classes. So she goes, you have an opportunity to, um, this is how it works. Like you can do classes with us and um, you can, um, they had you on a breach of contract. So you had to sign contracts and everything each time they gave you a class. And if you shared the knowledge, okay, you didn't have to pay for it. Otherwise I didn't have to pay for the the class. So yeah, for each class that I taught, and actually, Vidal Sassoon worked the same exact way. I think it's a shame that they don't have that today. But like, you know, for every single class that I had, they would do class over class over class to make sure that you were perfect. Or not perfect, nobody's perfect, but you know, so you're, you were able to be on that status of being able to share the knowledge right. Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, you get to that, you know, then you're able to do a class. And for each class that you taught, like I said, you got to demolish a contract and you didn't have to pay for it. Otherwise, the classes were like, you know, they could go from $500 to $1,000. Some of them were like a couple of thousand dollars. And, and basically when all the contracts were like ripped up, um, you know, then eventually, then you would get paid. 
but oh interesting yeah. i had no idea how that all how that all yeah. worked so that's yeah. that's cool yeah but i never i never got paid I just, <laughs> I just kept I just, taking classes. I just kept taking classes and I kept sharing it and sharing it and, you know, and sharing it and <laughs> doing that, you know, um, was good for me because yeah. it just you know, made you that much better. And like I said, I mean, that was when I was in my early twenties, I wouldn't do it today. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you travel, um, around when you did that or was that just kind of a local it, it was kind of a local thing. It was like, you know, between St. Petersburg, between Tampa. We actually went to Orlando and also we did hair shows like in Miami. We did a couple of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, so um, it was ma- mainly around the state of Florida. What was your favorite thing about working in this industry? My favorite thing about working in the industry, honestly, is... I would have to say the relationships that allow me to build a community and a family, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I made so many friends, you know, it's like, it's just this industry just extended like a whole new family for me. And as you know, cause you were at our wedding day. (laughs) Yes. Half of the people that were there were clients. Yeah, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it does start to merge, doesn't it? So, um, here's a question for you: What are you pleasantly surprised about working behind the chair? Like something that you didn't think it would be this way, and and you're pleasantly surprised about? Um, I'm honest with you, Carrie. Honestly, um, what. I am pleasantly surprised about is that when my mom passed away, um, my workstation became a memorial. Mm. And, yeah, and I didn't know that many people cared. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like a month of flowers. And it was like, and I don't know if I, you were there at that time, if we were together. I think we did, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. I might have been more in Belltown, though. I, I can't really. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I mean, the salon stank because of all the flowers. Yeah. And I kind of had to take it out. (laughs) And, you know, clients were making comments and stuff like that because they're coming in. They're like, am I in a salon or or am I in a florist? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that you really put out that vibe for people, you know, to um, such a comforting soul. But that, that was really that was really special, you know, and yeah, you know, I had like a, well, you know, you were there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but our was, listeners were not there. Ken. Their listeners were not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, probably about a month where I didn't laugh at all. It's amazing. Yeah. What time does, you know, yeah. so it is, Yeah. it heals in, in some ways and other ways. It's, um, it's always there. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, um, my analogy is that the first year you walk around, you feel like you have blocks in your pockets. And then the second year, they turn into bricks. And the third year, it turns into pebbles. And the fourth year, it's sand. And then you still stick your hands in your pocket. And you're like, oh, there's still sand there. Yeah. You know? That's, That's a good analogy. That... Yeah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Did your mom um, encourage you to, to go to beauty school? Was, was uh, she? How did she feel about it when you were... Start oh, 
good question. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, if you want to know my inspiration about starting, it was my very outspoken Lithuanian grandmother. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was babysitting me in the salon. And um, when she was at the salon, I'm sorry, she took me to the salon with her because she got her hair in her rollers every single week, like all those ladies did back then. Yes. And um, I would sit beside her, like, or, you know, at the other dryer if there was nobody else there. <clears throat> and I used to love to just watch the hairdressers and just watch what they do and all that stuff like that. My grandmother said, in very broken, broken English, because she spoke four languages, is that um, she said, she, she told me that I would prosper. And you got to remember before I say this, this is her words, they're not mine. But she said that um, I would prosper because in her mind, um, women prefer men to do their hair. <laughs> and then she told me this because she was under the dryer with rollers in her hair. And she was like, see, look at that one over there. Doesn't that look way better than the one that's sitting in her chair? Again, this is her work. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's wrong. <laughs> and um, also, this will make you laugh. I think this is really funny. I hope everybody can appreciate this one. But I got grounded for like two weeks because um, my mom took me over to her friend's house and... Um, and I was so excited to go there because, you know, she had these two twin girls and um, they had that Barbie head, you know, the head. Yes, with, with I had the, that. Yes. With the makeup tray and everything. Um, yeah. I got so freaking excited every time she took me over there because I couldn't wait to play with that damn Barbie head. And, <laughs> and, and then I made the two girls cry because I took a pair of scissors and I decided to give Barbie a haircut. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I begged my mom. I said, you know, I said, please, I go, can you ask Santa Claus to like bring me um, one of those Barbie heads for Christmas? And she was like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're getting matchbox cars and stuff like that. But... Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but honestly, you know, in the, um, no. They they weren't um, they weren't supportive of me being a hairdresser because they wanted me to go to college. However, the funds weren't available back then because you know they were in survival mode. You know, I kind of grew up kind of poor. You mm -hmm. know? So um, and and of course they were concerned, you know, about me because I was gay and at that time you know AIDS was real. Mm -hmm. So you know they didn't support it or whatever. And I, I just think that, but now. I mean, of course, now my parents are gone, of course, but, you know, at that time, they're just like, no, you're not going to be a hairdresser. You're going to go to school. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then when I became a hairdresser, everybody took advantage of me. God, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so familiar. <laughs> I know. And then they were so happy that I was a hairdresser. Exactly. <laughs> like, God. They really changed their tune, didn't they? It, it totally did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's awesome. Those are good stories mm. that I've never heard before. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, like I said, Carrie, it's like, you know, I'm just, I was really nervous at first about doing this because, like, first of all, I hate the way I sound on a recorder. 
second of all. But um, <laughs> you really like, you know, this really brings out a lot of stuff within myself that I really didn't know, you know, would never research it or go back to it or whatever. I'm thinking, wow, it's like amazing what, you know, yeah. you kind of, you bury up and you don't think about it. You're like, oh, wow. You're a pretty easygoing guy to work with. Uh, I miss working with you. I miss working with you too. <laughs> we had a lot of fun together. We had a lot of fun together. And if it wasn't for you, the salon would have not had, um, as much community together as we had when we worked together because you're always the one that's like, Oh, let's do this or let's do a potluck or let's get together. Let's have a happy hour. Let's do something for holidays and all that stuff. And you were Mm -hmm. always the, you know, the social coordinator, the social coordinator. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to call you mother hen. Please (laughs) don't. I think we were joking around. We said that a couple of times. I remember that. That was funny. So what advice would you give this new generation of hairstylists? You know, Carrie, the first thing that comes to my mind is don't fret on the mean people. There's mm-hmm. nicer, there's nicer people around the corner. Just be happy. You know? Yeah. Um, don't, you know, I remember, um, being a stylist and I remember, you know, people that were difficult or they were just plain not nice or whatever. I mean, I would take that home with me, like on the weekends and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and it would really stress me out, you know, if I felt like I didn't do something or if I didn't, if I didn't make somebody happy, it, you know, I took it personal. Right. You know? So, and I took it home with me and made mm-hmm. me it. And it hurt my feelings because... When you're an artist and you know that you do the best that you possibly can Mm -hmm. um, for what you got to work with, I mean, it's just like, and and you know that you did a good job and you know that that technique was right on and that color was right on and everything was beautiful, but they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to just, you got to like, just overlook that and don't take that home with you and don't take it to heart don't take it personal just let it go because deep down inside you know it was good yes that is such good advice because a lot of you know even if they liked it before they left and then they went home and their partner didn't like it or their sister didn't like it or whatever you know it's just like all these comments from others and you're like what (laughs) Yeah, it's gorgeous. What do you mean? And, and that just recently happened to me too, about six months ago. It just oh. did. And do you know what? Here I am, going on fifty-one years old in November, and I did it again. And I was just like, "Why am I letting this lady bother me? Mm-hmm. Like she like ruined my weekend, you know?" So yeah. But you know, she had, she ended up coming in, and she had. It just amazes me what people. Okay, I'm, not gonna, I'm trying not to be catty here, but she had <laughs> she, she had blonde hair, um, but it was like super, super kind of like brassy, kind of like yellow. Yeah. Gonna, she <laughs> like almost kind of like borderline looked like she just hatched out of an egg. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh my um, God, you had like a valley girl thing going yeah, on there for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I ended up, um, obviously, she liked when people foiled their hair, her hair with lightener, and just took it off too soon. 
And then it's like she liked that really brassy blonde hair color. And you know, mm. here I here I am like Leonardo da Vinci. I'm gonna be like, okay, listen, I'm gonna fix this. Uh-huh. You know right. what I mean? And yes. I didn't I didn't even think twice. I just was thinking she's gonna love it, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she was really apprehensive and could tell I could barely get rid of her when she was done in the salon. She kept looking in the mirror and she goes, are you sure this is okay? I'm not used to it. So I don't feel like it's blonde enough. I made it, you know, I, I took it up lighter, you know, I used um, a color. I added more ash to my tone formulation. Yep. That was Gave it some depth. Gave us some depth, and that was probably the mistake because the ash always kind of deepens and darkens things, and it mm-hmm. took the, you know. She didn't like it because it was brassy yellow. Yeah. <laughs> or, or she didn't like it because it wasn't brassy yellow. Right. I mean, like, damn, you know? Yeah. But in Palm Springs, it's that toner's not going to last long anyway, <laughs> right? No, no. I mean, no. I'm sure it just fades out so fast with the sun out all the time. Yeah, the sun, the, like, the fashion people wear here is so different, you know. A lot of mm. ladies, they all, they all wear sun hats. Yeah. You know, and also, but honestly, the major challenge with, um, you know, hair as far as like color fadage and the condition is because everybody here has a swimming pool. Mm. So yeah, everyone swims. So it's more of the chlorine factor than it was the sun. So yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Back in the day when I was in my early twenties and um, we went to this one hair show in Miami. Okay. And the hair show had this event. It's like, you know, the hairdressers ball or whatever, mm. which is a bunch of, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's a bunch of barf nowadays. I'm sorry. If there's no workshops, you know, I don't want to go watch <laughs> a bunch of models. If I'm not going to learn anything, I don't want a bunch of like models like and just looking at hairdressers looking at each other like those conventions awards show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, look I know. What I've, she... I've never been into those. Ugh, look what she's wearing. You know, oh, <laughs> I know it's... Yeah, they're not, it's not my thing. Oh, Even when I was younger, but. Yeah. I mean, I can see why, why people are drawn to it for sure. Yeah. But anyways, I went to the hair show in Miami in my early twenties and there was this, it was called the white coat party. So it was like, everyone wore white and it was like, you know, everything. I had my white slacks, my white shoes, my white blazer, you know, it was kind of like. That know, sounds very Miami. <laughs> it, was, it, it was totally like Miami vice. Yes. I swear to God. That's you what know, I'm picturing. So there, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So back in that day, you know, at the hotel that the show was at, we were actually outside the hotel and, you know, I had this white blazer on like with everybody else. And, and back in that day, I was still smoking cigarettes. So, um, and so, you know, I was smoking and I was having my glass of white wine because I didn't want red wine because I was scared to spill it on myself. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Oh, that was one thing I loved about Seattle is that there were no bugs. But this is what happened. So in Miami, there was tons of like these freaking flying palmetto bugs. They're like like flying cockroaches. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So it was the most embarrassing day of my life. But what happened was one of these friggin' flying cockroaches. I mean, I heard it. It just it just went. It made this sound. It just went like this whole, like, I can't do the sound. It's like this. <laughs> and then, 
I, it's hard. I'm trying to make the sound, but I can't. But it's <laughs> it's like it totally like latched on the back of my neck. Oh my god! And crawled down the inside of my shirt down my back. Oh, oh god! Okay. So, do you want to see Ken act like a girl? Okay. <laughs> I freaking took that blazer off. I freaking dripped. I was screaming. <laughs> I like took that shirt off, that blazer off, and I flung it up in the air. And was <laughs> so embarrassing is that like my blazer got caught in a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am with my shoes on and my slacks and my belt and I have no shirt. And I'm like, okay, this is wonderful, right? So I was able you to can't re- reach it. No, no, no shirt. No, nothing. I couldn't find my shirt. I'm walking around outside looking for my shirt and I finally did find it because I flung it in this, I don't know, it was so long ago, this oh other direction. God. And so I was able to put on the undershirt, but the um, blazer was not retrievable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually stuck in the tree. We saw it the next day. And, um, and what was really crazy about it is that... Um, I would see people at this hair show, at this convention. And I actually had a couple of people approach me and they're like, oh my God, are you the bug guy? <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably one of the craziest things that I feel <laughs> that ever happened to me in this industry. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> oh... Oh, if that's the funniest, if that's the craziest thing you could think of, like you seriously are not a drama attached <laughs> kind of person in the salon because that wasn't even in a salon. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it to me. It was at a hair show with like about 5,000 stuck up hairdressers looking at each other. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that was a big one, though. That was like one of the oh, biggest man. shows. Oh, man. One of the biggest shows ever. <laughs> it was beautiful, though. It was like right on Miami Beach. Oh, so I bet it was, it was nice. Yeah. Until then. Yeah. Until Until the then. Yeah, I was mortified. The yeah. bug incident. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm for now ever remembered as the bug guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God, that's funny. You must awesome. have been screaming something about a bug. <laughs> <laughs> they, knew, they knew it. Oh God. Too. <laughs> oh. Oh, I think I burnt my blazer also because I remember when I was swing when I swung it up there, I knocked a cigarette out of somebody else's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Are oh. you thankful that nobody has a video of that? <laughs> yes, I am very thankful. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think I would want to know what I look like. <laughs> I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I've I've behaved badly many times, and I don't want to be reminded of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too funny. Oh man! Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? Mm, let me think. You know, before we actually had the podcast, and one of your questions was, um, would you suggest people to go into this business still? Yeah. Yeah, that was one question you asked me. Yeah. And I said, 
And my answer to that is yes, because, and with the younger generation, I think it's so much better than being on your phone all the time. Mm -hmm. And it it forces you to have human contact, you know, and have real human relationships and not cyber relationships. Um, Yeah. I would also um, suggest to, you know, have a degree in something else somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is something you can always fall back on. You'll never, never not have a job. Oh, well, I guess the last thing I got to say is, Carrie, don't be a stranger. You know? Oh, I know. I need to come down and visit you. I, I think totally. I need to come in the winter, like maybe. Oh Jan- yeah, that's... January or February when it gets really depressing up here. Yeah, that's prime time to come. You'll be coming high season. Everybody else will be here too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for having me on. The- All, All right. right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Ken. Okay. Bye, Carrie. Take care. You too. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hair Talk with Carrie Colts. You can connect with us. We have a Facebook group called Hair Talk with Carrie Colts and the same name on Instagram. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Until next time. Have a great day.